Welcome back to Grid Iron Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by two members of the collective, the disciple, Brett Colson and Donnie D.P. Peters. If you missed it yesterday, we recapped all of the week nine action for the collective, which includes the good, the bad, and a little bit of the ugly. The good being Donnie's pizza party coming through. Great job by DP. Cashed in the DraftKings, whatever, Millionaire Maker, new branded, whatever. 300 bucks. So if you got involved, you got 2% of that. Six bucks in your pocket. As for our Super Contest picks, no bueno. But it is a DFS Thursday, so we're going to keep the train rolling here. We're going to try to get DP to make some people some more money, and Brett and I will give our takes as well. Uh, DP, have you been thinking about the rules for the contest this week? Have you come up with the parameters that you are going to use? Yes, I have. Uh, don't think we're going to change it up. We're going to keep it the same. Uh, so same thing as last week uh, in terms of you have to tell your followers on either Twitter or Facebook about Gridiron and Gamble in a creative way. And I emphasize creative because Twitter especially decided to up the character limit from 140 to 280. So have some fun with it, guys. Um, one, another thing you must do, you have to tag Gridiron Gamble on the respective platforms. So that's either at Gridiron Gamble on Twitter. Um, if you do at Gridiron Gamble on Facebook, uh, it should pop up. You can click it, tag us that way. Um, include a link to Gridiron Gamble, our iTunes page, SoundCloud page, something like that, something to direct someone towards uh, one of our properties. And then also just use hashtag Donnie's Pizza Party and let's go win some money. Let's Go, Bert Minotti. Welcome back. How are you doing, my good friend? Well, I'm not rich like Donnie. <laughs> I should. Why didn't I sign up for this contest last week? No, we're such fish. It's uh, just six bucks for a tweet. I said it yesterday. Where do I sign up for this? I I tweet so many inane things throughout the day. Where do I get a free six dollars for doing so? Yeah. Week ten on the horizon. As always, the first thing we look at are the implied team totals for the top projected teams in the week. Basically what that is, is they take the over-under, the total, in the contest, and they subtract the spread from the favorites, do some short math, and then you get what Vegas expects certain teams to score. And nobody is projected to score more points than the Los Angeles Rams this week. Big home favorites against the Houston Texans. 29 points is the implied team total for the Rams. The other team that is hosting a bad team and has an implied team total, the Detroit Lions. They're projected to score 28 points at home against the Cleveland Browns. If you're playing the night game slates, the Patriots are road favorites against the Denver Broncos and are projected to score 27 points at mile high. But keeping it at the main slate, it is another road favorite. The Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger and company going to Indianapolis and they're projected to score 26.75. So for the main slate, the top three are the LA Rams, the Detroit Lions, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And if you're playing the night slate, don't be afraid to get some pats in there. They're projected to score 27 in Denver. Looking across the league for some weather, everything looks pretty good 
uh, mostly cloudy, partly cloudy. The only things that are worrisome, overcast in Packers, Bears, but nothing to be afraid of just yet. And looking at the wind total, that's where things could get dicey. We've seen the winds in western Florida be very interesting for some of these Tampa Bay contests. And Jets at Bucks looking at 13 mile an hour winds right now. So keep an eye on that. Wind totals in that range, 15 or higher, as Brett noted on a previous podcast, things start to get a little dicey. Bert Minotti, you're going to kick things off. We're talking stacks to start the show. Where are you going with your stacks in week 10? Yeah, I'm going to start right there in Tampa where the weather is a bit of a concern, but if it does stay under 15, I'm not that worried. I'm loving me some Harvard connection this week. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 4,900. Cameron Brait, 4,100. My favorite stack of the week, the Bucks at home against the Jets, who have allowed the seventh most fantasy points to tight ends this season. And Brait should get all the targets this week. No Mike Evans, he's suspended. Probably looking at high ownership on Brait this week, but I can't imagine people are going to be loading up on Ryan Fitzpatrick. So you can still get some reasonably low exposure to this Bucks passing game. And we've seen what Fitzpatrick can do in these spots. He has been a fantasy beast in the past. He's come off the bench and just, I mean, I, I remember a few years ago, he threw for, I think, six touchdowns with the Titans. He just ripped off absurd numbers. I think that could happen this week against the Jets. And Bray has been fantastic this year. He's grading as the number six tight end in the league by Pro Football Focus. And even though he's been outsnapped by O.J. Howard in three of the past four weeks, Howard only running 18 to 20 routes per week. Great, around 30, uh, getting a much healthier market share. They line him up at wide receiver. He's all over the field. Uh, so he is the tight end to own for the Bucks this week, especially with Fitzpatrick at quarterback. I love this stack to start building your lineups here in Week 10. And if you are playing the main slate on FanDuel or Yahoo, like I am, I like Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady. Again, we talked about it last week. The Broncos are a funnel defense. All the targets go to the middle of the field. They rank 25th against tight ends this year. Something Trey Burton scored a touchdown last week, easily hit value. I, I really like a Bron- uh, Gronk-Brady stack as a contrarian play uh, on Sunday night. Former, or is that Monday night? Former Sunday night. Former Sunday Florida night. quarterback, Trey Burton. Something Trey Burton. I've been waiting for this week, Brett, Donnie, people listening. You know I've been waiting for it. You know all I want to do during the stack section is get weird. And Brett got a little weird there. Going Fitzpatrick is pretty weird. Despite his history as a fantasy monster, it's pretty weird. But I don't think you went weird enough pairing him with Cameron Braid. I don't think it was weird enough. So I'm going to take it a step further. My stack this week, I too like Mr. Fitzpatrick, but let's YOLO a little bit. Let's click Chris Godwin, 3,000 on DraftKings. If you look at the snap totals, people are going to immediately assume that maybe Adam Humphreys steps in and gets Mike Evans' workload on the outside. But of two hundred of Humphrey's 260 routes so far this season, 83% of them have come from the slot, according to Pro Football Focus. So I don't think that his role, per se, is going to change. If anything, Deshaun's going to get a little bit of bump in targets and be popular. But the next guy to step outside 
and get some opportunities, I think, is Godwin. Godwin has only ran 70 routes so far, so that is a little concerning. But I think that's baked into his $3,000 price. His body type, his ability is the only thing on that team comparable to Mike Evans. And I don't know. I, I think with a YOLO quarterback like Fitzpatrick on the field, I could see Godwin going down the field and making some good plays. So if you are ready to punt, if you're ready to submit a lineup and then turn football off at 115 Eastern because you're completely drawing dead, if you're ready to take that risk, Fitzpatrick Godwin, let's go. Am I the only one left standing? Was that take too hot? I think. Uh, I mean, it might be just way too cold. <laughs> too cold? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm shivering over here. <laughs> Come on. You guys can't see Godwin for six, six, and six, one ten and a touch. Can't see it. Not gonna happen. <laughs> I've been waiting all all year. You've been waiting all year for the Chris Godwin stack to trot out the weirdest stack possible, and 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 powder keg Chris Godwin is about as weird as it can get. I can't get behind this one. <laughs> there are so many other options that are better in this passing uh, attack this week. I think OJ Howard is better than Chris Godwin this week. <laughs> All right, DP, save us from the weirdness then. Who you got this week? I'm going to the West Coast. I'm going to look at the Giants passing attack. Eli Manning, Evan Ingram, and Sterling Shepard specifically. Ingram is by far the best receiving option, I think, for that Giants team right now. I mean, the guy looks like an absolute freak out there. He does not look like a tight end uh, whatsoever. And they're playing against a really bad San Francisco 49ers team. Um, I think that, you know, if you look at DVOA, you can see that – um San Fran is number one against tight ends. I think that that's a little bit deceiving. I also don't think that Evan Ingram is exactly, you know, your prototypical tight end. I mean, the guy is much more like a wide receiver to me. So I, I kind of just throw that one out the window. And then Sterling Shepard, he's pretty good too. He's going to get a ton of targets as well. San Fran overall, 27th ranked pass defense in DVOA. You know, it's not that the Giants are good, but I just I kind of feel like this is just going to be one of those games where Eli comes out and actually shows up, gets the ball moving around, throws a lot. You know, I mean, if he throws a couple of head scratchers, fine. That's what Eli is going to do. Um, but I think, you know, given the price points here, Eli's 5,100. Evan Ingram is the priciest tight end on the board at 6,200, but it's still fine if you figure he's more of a wide receiver type. And then Sterling Shepard, 5,500. Uh, I think that that allows you to do a lot of stuff elsewhere. Um, so, yeah, give me the Giants passing attack. And then I also have the uh, Chicago Bears defense and Jordan Howard. Uh, Bears defense is 3000 I don't really understand what that price is playing at home where they've been good against Brett Hundley, who doesn't look like he belongs in the NFL for one second. Um, and Jordan Howard, uh, I mean, if, if the game goes as it's supposed to, where the Bears are at home with a uh, five-and-a-half-point spread, in their favor. Uh, I expect Jordan to get a ton of carries. Uh, he has been getting a ton of carries. I believe he's over 20 the last three weeks, maybe four. Um, and, you know, later on in the game, sort of put this thing on ice. I don't think that the Bears are just going to go out there and huck it all over the field. Um, so I look for Jordan Howard to, to really, you know, have a huge workload. He's got that big playability. If they do need to dump it to him out of the backfield, he is sufficient enough that he can catch it and run it from there. Uh, and I also wouldn't mind sprinkling in a little bit of Tariq Cohen, 
who's basically free at 3,800 and has really big playability and people have really been off of him. So it's a great chance to just buy low. And if Tariq Cohen is going to be back there uh, returning punts or kicks, you can double dip with him in the Bears defense. I think I remember somebody at the beginning of the season saying Tariq Cohen was a one-hit wonder. I think I remember that. Can't put my finger on it, though. Yeah, who was that asshole? I think that happened. (laughs) (laughs) Uh what is this Bears defense price? Three thousand dollars. I don't. I don't understand it at all. This is so dumb. Has anyone watched Brett Hundley play <laughs> off of defense or whatever the hell he's playing out there? Has he surpassed four yards per attempt yet? I don't. That's think- the thing. I don't even think it's it's so much Hundley as it is McCarthy. They, they don't even let him throw. Yeah, for sure. They've they've definitely stunted the entire offense. But I mean, Hundley has been bad too. Yes, he he's missed. I mean, a if lot. there's like. As soon as the guys get off the line of scrimmage on the defensive side of the ball, I feel like he's running for his life. Like, dude, just stand there and throw the ball. That Giants stack is interesting to me, too. Brett, is anybody clicking on Giants this week? Nobody, right? Nobody's going to click Eli. Well, everybody clicks on Evan Ingram because the guy's awesome. Uh, But, yeah, I think think Eli's a great play this week. I don't think people are going to be on him. And Sterling Shepard's my guy. I think you can probably get him at under 10% ownership, too. I like another piece of that offense that we'll get into. But I think the Giants passing offense is fine. Little Orleans Darkwa? Give me it. Hint, hint. All right, standalone quarterbacks. DP, got any naked guys? Let's get naked. Who you got? I mean, I think you got to have a little bit of naked Jared Goff. Uh, I mean, I know it's likely going to be chalky. The guy's been lighting the world on fire. But Sean McVay and Goff in this Rams offense, I mean, they're just firing on all cylinders right now. My issue is that there are just so many options for Jared Goff that I won't be comfortable stacking him. So I'll just throw in a little naked Jared Goff here and there. You know, a little dash of salt across the millionaire maker, maybe, and uh, go from there, and hopefully pick up pick up some points. It's a little bit pricier this week at sixty seven hundred, but I think understandably so. I think it's fine. And then I also like my guy, who I always seem to like whenever he's playing as a naked QB, and that's Tyrod Taylor. Uh, I, I love that he's got McCoy coming out of the backfield. I think we talk about McCoy every single week. Um, he is likely to have Charles Clay back this week. Who Charles Clay is great provides uh, you know great efficiency for, for Ty, or Tyrod Taylor. And then I also like that Kelvin Benjamin's going to be in the mix, and it doesn't even necessarily mean if Kelvin Benjamin is actually catching balls, just the fact that he's out there and you know taking some defense over to his side of the field, just being that big target and that threat out there and clears things up elsewhere for either Tyrod running if he needs to or other people to catch the ball you know because they're open. So give me some Tyrod Taylor as well. That Saints D, though. I'm telling you guys. I'm telling you, it's going to come back down to earth. Get on board with the Saints D. Brett, any standalone QBs for you? Yeah, I love Cam Newton this week, 6,400. Looking more and more like the 2015 Cam that we were hoping for. We talked about how much we loved this guy before the season. He has been great over the last four weeks. 86 rushing yards last week. Prior to that, 44, 50, 71 yards on the ground. He has four rushing touchdowns in the last seven weeks. So even though the passing production isn't all there, and he did lose his top uh, receiver there, Calvin Benjamin, he is making up for it with his legs. And in a great spot this week against Miami, 24th in defense DVOA, 30th against the pass. Uh, Cam should shred at home this week. Yeah, I, I like that call a lot. Can't, I feel like Cam and Tyrod are the same in, in the, the vein that it's difficult to know who to pair them with now that Kelvin Benjamin's gone. And I feel like Devin Funches with the Kelvin Benjamin exit is just going to be a little bit too chalky for me. 
each and every week. So yeah, I can get down with some standalone cam. And normally I'd love some standalone tie rod as well, but I do love me that Saints defense. All right, running back time. Orleans Dark <laughs> Talk about him, Brett, and, and whoever else you like well, in the position. Yeah, I'll start with Jordan Howard because Donnie already touched on him. He's my favorite play of the week at any position. Uh, facing the Packers, who are coming off a short week, and this Packers team deflated three straight losses without Aaron Rodgers. I don't see why this wouldn't just be a Jordan Howard 25 carries game, run straight. The Bears defense should be able to contain Hundley and this miserable Packers offense right now. Just do what you do well. Jordan Howard has 19-plus touches in six straight games. He had 36 against Baltimore in week six. The volume is going to be there, and although he did struggle against Green Bay in week four, very different circumstances this time around. This Packers defense is on the field a lot more. I see fatigue being a factor this week, so expect Jordan Howard to run wild this week. Uh, before I get into or- Orleans Darkwell, I also want to talk about Devontae Freeman. Stock could not be lower on Devontae right now. His salary on DK at 6000 is the lowest it has been since I can remember. And he's facing Dallas, the 30th-ranked team against the run this season. I just feel like this could be one of those games we saw last year where Freeman rips off three touchdowns. And although his touches are down this year, that has to change. He's, he's still looked really good in that backfield, four and a half yards per carry this year. If he is healthy, and you're going to want to keep an eye on that because he uh, he did come off the field with an injury last week. I love Devontae Freeman as a bounce-back candidate in one of the highest totals of the week. I think this game might actually have the highest total. It could be a shootout. And, yeah, I, I do like Orleans Darkwad too. I mean, we saw Adrian Peterson run all over the 49ers last week. The Giants might just follow that roadmap. Darkwa, a guy who's not going to carry much ownership, so I like him in GPPs. 18-plus touches in two of the last three weeks. Likely to see that usage again in this matchup, especially with the Giants as a lock to see more snaps against San Francisco, who plays at the fastest pace in the NFL. So at 4,500, I love this buy on Orleans Darkwa. Before we, and yeah, Niners are just horrifying, so I do not mind that take at all. Before we started recording, I said I hate running back this week. There's only one guy I love, and it is Devonta Freeman. 6,000 is just criminally low. Uh, that Q tag next to him is going to help you out so long as he does actually play because people are going to hesitate to click him, along with the fact that he just hasn't performed since the first quarter, first half of the season. So this is your only chance to get Devonta Freeman at this price, I think. And, yeah, great matchup against Dallas. Should be high-scoring, should be fast-paced, and a not-so-great rush defense for the Cowboys. So I am all about that Devonta Freeman life. DP, give us some more running backs. Uh, well, I did write down Freeman as well. Um, I, you know, just speaking to that that little cue next to his name, if the injury does persist, it looks like he was just limited in practice with the knee injury on Wednesday. Um, I mean, I think Tevin Coleman is a fine substitute um, very similar sort of player, a little bit of a bigger back and can get the job done. So just just monitor that, but love Freeman this week as well. Uh, touched upon him a tiny bit earlier. I really love the Sean McCoy, 8,300. I know he's pricey and he's probably going to be chalky, but I mean, this guy is just absolutely destroying it. He didn't do so much last week, but it was in the Thursday game, so who really cares? Um, yeah, I love, love LaShawn McCoy. love Shady this week. I also love on the other side of the ball as Orleans Darkwell. I'm just going to keep going to the well on Carlos Hyde every single week. I mean, 6,300 Giants are 25th in rush defense DVOA. 
Uh, their pass defense is ranked 24th in DVOA. Uh, I mentioned both of those because Hyde can do both. Um, he's a you know a great dual threat uh, player. You know, coming out of the backfield, he's like uh, you know Lashawn McCoy light. Uh, very good in, in both regards. And then you also have to figure that with Pierre Garcon not being in the lineup due to that season ending, ending knee in, or a neck injury, you know, there's got to be some additional targets, maybe some additional shares uh, given to Hyde in a game that I could just see totally getting out of hand and just being a mess in San Fran. So love Carlos Hyde this week at 6,300. I also love uh, Duke Johnson, uh, 4,100. And I feel like this game, isn't this game tailor-made for Duke Johnson? They're 12-point dogs on the road against Detroit. So they're in a dome. They don't have to worry about weather. And, you know, Detroit's probably going to put up a lot of points against the Browns. And then when that happens, you're just going to get Duke Johnson and a bunch of dink and dunk stuff where he can just eat up yards, you know, especially on DK where it's a PPR scoring format. And he has that ability to, to break off some really big plays after he catches the ball. So really love Duke Johnson. And then Rich, lastly, your guy, Bilal Powell. Yuck. I love some Bilal Powell this week, but Yuck. there's a little bit of an asterisk next to his name. It depends on the Forte injury, if that persists. Forte didn't practice on Wednesday. If Forte ends up being limited at all, Bilal Powell, $4,000. I know we're not that high on him, but Tampa Bay is pretty, pretty bad. They're 22nd in rush defense DVOA, and they're giving up nearly 25 points to opposing running backs on DraftKings per game. So give me some Bilal Powell. I think he has the ability to just really – you have a heavy workload and get the job done, even if we don't necessarily believe in him too much. You know who I want to tout so bad? I know Brett knows who it is. DP, you should know as well. McGuire? Nope. I have no idea. Brett, oh I'll my God, you. don't even. <laughs> Brett, I'll give you give you one guess. It, for the, it can't be for the Jets. No, 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 no. No, no, I, th- I think it is it Jay Stu. Of course, it's Jay. come on. Get the <laughs> yes, out of here. Yes, yes, yes. Jay Stu in the building. He's thirty one hundred. We just watched the corpse of Marshawn Lynch fall into the end zone twice against this Miami I defense. I doubted him last week, and I think Jay Stu should be fucking nineteen hundred. <laughs> so bad. What did I say in the Skype chat on Sunday after Jay Stu fumbled? I said no more Jonathan Stewart in the podcast. We're done. He's 3,100. 3,100. Yeah, as you said last week, there's a reason he's <laughs> <Yeah>. 3,100. <laughs> His ceiling is one inch off the ground. All right, I won't do it. I, the no official touting of Jonathan Stewart. Just a, an honorable mention. How about that? All right, let's move on to receiver DP. What pass catchers are you targeting on Sunday? Uh, number one, love Robbie Anderson for the Jets, 5,200. He's been great this year. He has big playability. He's getting a lot of targets, and Tampa Bay is 31st in pass defense DVOA. Um, I would say that I guess you have to watch the weather a little bit down there, but overall, I think it'll be fine. Uh, and our guy, Cade, he's been very serviceable at QB this year. So give me some Robbie Anderson. Uh, second up, AJ Green, seventy-seven hundred. He's a pricier option, but Tennessee is an absolute joke. I also I don't really understand how AJ Green isn't suspended, but whatever. That's besides the point. Uh, I like AJ Green a lot this week against this Titans defense. Uh, Golden Tate, sixty-eight hundred. Uh, Tate, I mean that guy's a gamer, right? Uh, he gets a ton of targets. He fights for additional yards. He is, you know, he's just out there every single week, um, just doing his thing. Uh, and the Browns. 
they're really effing bad. I think that the Lions are just going to try and get up and get up early. And the Browns team is 28th in pass defense DVOA. And then lastly, uh, this one also has a little injury asterisk for it, but uh, in his favor is Mohamed Sanu, 5,100. Julio Jones didn't practice on Wednesdays. Uh, it looks like he's got that nagging ankle injury coming back, which has you know, held him out in years past in various games. And Sanu is a very capable receiver, and now he gets to be at home in the Dome against an average-at-best Dallas defense in a game that – you know, looks to be extremely high scoring and could really get out of control and be a really fun one to watch. So I love Muhammad Sanu at 5,100. Yeah. Why don't we love Dalton Green as a stack? Shouldn't we love that against this horrifying? See, I almost wrote that, but I I decided not to click Andy Dalton because I think that the guy is a fucking joke. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to play Dalton. I will play AJ Green for sure. Yeah, Titans defense so bad, though. So, so bad. So bad. Brett. You like AJ Green? Who else do you like at receiver? Yeah, AJ Green. If I'm paying up at wide receiver, AJ Green is my guy this week. I will have a lot of him. Uh, I said on the recap show yesterday, I want pieces of the 49ers passing offense this week. Aldrick Robinson and Marquise Goodwin are going to be sprinkled into a lot of my lineups. Uh, we've already seen Park- Pierre Garcon, Trent Taylor, George Kittle all ruled out against the Giants this week. Uh, Robinson was on the field for 62 of 74 plays last week. Goodwin for 67. They both saw eight targets. <clears throat> and this week, they're both under 4,000 on DraftKings. And the Giants, I don't know what happened to this defense. Now 25th against the pass in DVOA after getting torched by Jared Goff last week. And some of those plays, they just gave up. Uh, it's it's really sad to see because we loved this defense last year. But this is a great spot for the 49ers offense. There might be some points in this game. I think uh, a game stack here is pretty fun and affordable. Uh, so I, I definitely like Aldrich and Marquise Goodwin. I also like both receivers for the Lions this week. Donnie touched on Golden Tate. The Browns are good against the run and putrid against the pass. So why would Detroit even bother trying to establish the run in this one, I think a double stack here with Tate and Jones with Stafford is perfectly fine. Just be uh, aware of really high ownership with that one. And my bold call of the week is Keenan Allen. He's not going to be owned at all against Jacksonville, and he could benefit the most from this brutal matchup. I expect the Chargers to attack using and using Keenan Allen out of, out of the slot against Aaron Colvin. I think Keenan Allen could have 15 targets this week. I think he could have like 12 receptions. I think they're going to go to him all day. Uh, it might only be for 50 yards, but on DraftKings where you get that full point per reception, I think Keenan Allen could be a beast, and nobody's going to play him this week. Marquis Goodwin, great sign last week. They uh, they ran a like a deep post to him, and Bethard missed the throw by like an inch. Goodwin almost made it an amazing diving catch, and then a couple plays later, they just went right back to the same exact route. Uh, and completed yeah. it for uh they do that a lot with Marquise. I love this guy every week because they just his his uh his average his air yards are insane. Yeah, it's absurd. They, they he's always getting that shot multiple times a game to make a massive play, which is which is exactly what we want in GPPs, especially for players we're paying thirty eight hundred for. Where you're not rostering Chris Godwin, which should be everywhere, uh I am interested in the aforementioned slot receiver, Adam Humphreys, 3,100. He sees the field a ton. It sh- could increase in the absence of Mike Evans. Uh, and just like uh, 
Mr. Keenan Allen, it could be a spot where Humphreys hauls in a ton of passes. Maybe not for a ton of yards, but the volume can certainly be there. Um, and, I mean, I, I love, I, I really do love A.J. Green this week. I mean, he's got to be pissed. Uh, so many narratives. That's a guy that never loses his cool. I mean, when he speaks, he's mostly mumbling. He's so quiet. And then that thing happens where he gets punked by a second-year guy <laughs> in Jalen Ramsey. Now he's got a massive plus matchup against a bad secondary. And he's one of the best receivers in the league. So, I mean, the A.J. Green 200-yard game is is not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, play that guy this week. Yeah, it's going to be best. Uh, and then... Uh, what what do we think about Dez this week? With the nope. injury, the ankle? Yeah, Punk ass like bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so does that allow us to pivot to either Beasley? Well, I don't think nope. Terrence Williams is playable, but no interest in Beasley? I don't want any of these guys. <laughs> that total's so high, though. I know. Then why don't we like Dak as a standalone? How do we have no exposure to Dallas on this podcast? <sighs> Isn't Zeke just going to run for two seventy five? What if Zeke's, why don't we like Zeke? What exactly? That's, that's what I mean. There's going to be there's going to be points because every game. single person is going to be clicking on Zeke. Well, then and it costs eighty eight hundred dollars. Well, then we need to pivot to Dak or uh, to Cole Beasley, Jason Witten, somebody. Oh, we're pivoting to Orleans Darkwell. <laughs> stick, stick with the program here, Rich. We got Orleans Darkwell and Bilal Paul, and if you want, we'll throw Jay Stu <laughs> yeah. in the flex spot. Okay? Flex, we flex, got this figured out. Flex Jay Stu and then pay up for quarterback. What just happened? <laughs> we, we just told people how to win a million dollars. That's what happened. Someone needs to tell me what Cowboys to play. I'll I'll wait for for Twitter this weekend because there has to be a pivot away from Zeke. In a I'm game. not doing this on Thursday again. I. I I was all over the Cowboys last week, and I ended up with no Cowboys on my team because of Law and fucking Order. Zeke. Yeah, now we're all gun shy. And Dak did, did we touted Dak originally, right? And then Dak did pretty well, but we ended up kind of pivoting <laughs> yeah. away from him. So it was yeah. just a, it was a mess because of the whole fucking Zeke thing. Uh, I, I'm interested in the Dallas passing attack. I don't know how. I don't know how to what to target there, but I'm interested. I'll put that as a footnote. Tight ends, Brett. We'll go to you first. You like Gronk in the late slate. If I do. If you're playing the main slate on FanDuel or Yahoo, or if you're playing the late slate on DraftKings. But where else are you going at tight end? Well, I love Cameron Bray. He is one of my favorite plays of the week. Uh, there are also some nice punt plays on DK this week as well. Austin Hooper for the Falcons at 3,000 is very much in play. You could even consider him in cash games, I think, this week. Six-plus targets in four of the past five games. And his price dropped 1,100 from where it was a couple weeks ago. Not sure why, but I will take advantage of that. So I like uh, Austin Hooper at that absurd price. Garrett Selleck, again, I'm I'm trying to get exposure to this 49ers passing offense. Garrett Selleck is mid-priced. He gets red zone targets. You kind of need a touchdown for him to reach value, but I he, I think that's very much in play this week against the Giants. We love picking on the Giants with tight ends, and I think Selleck's going to get quite a few looks. And then uh, David Njoku for the Browns. He's looked terrible, but he's still getting targets, and he's getting snaps, five-plus targets in each of the last five or uh, three games. Uh, the talent is there. 
And the Lions are not good against tight ends. I think 31st in DVOA against uh, that position. So Njoku, very interesting in GPPs this week. I kind of love like a Stafford, Jones, Tate, Njoku stack, maybe throw in some Duke Johnson. I think there's going to be points in that game. So that one, that one's kind of interesting to me. So the, I, I'm pretty much punting outside of Cameron Brate on DraftKings this week. DP, who you got at tight end? I also wrote down Cameron Brate, who Brett's talked about a lot on this podcast. Love him this week. Uh, I also love Eric Ebron, uh, sticking with that that uh, Detroit Cleveland game that Brett just Ugh. talked about. Is this I, this price Ugh. seems not real? Thirty one hundred. Ugh. What? Eric Ebron's horrifying. He yeah. is, but he's getting looks, and against that defense, maybe. Yeah. Until Darren Fells has the the old one catch, two yard, one touchdown game. I mean, whatever. It's it's a tight end who should be able to catch the ball against the Cleveland Browns at 3,100. I'm going to have some, okay? Uh, but my favorite play is Delaney Walker at 5,000, um, but comes with a little bit of an asterisk because he was held out of practice on Wednesday. Um, hopefully, you know, he's just trying to get right. Uh, he, he did play last week, a uh, similar sort of situation. So I'm not too worried about it, but I will monitor it. Uh, I mean, he really seems to be the only consistent receiver coming out of Tennessee. Um, they absolutely love him. He gets a ton of targets, and now he's matched up against a Bengals team that is ranked 27th in DVOA against opposing tight ends, uh, and they're giving up uh, the Bengals. That is almost 18 points per game uh, against the tight end position for the opposing team each game. So really like Delaney Walker. I know that they love him in that Tennessee offense. Mariota loves him, and he's really good, and he's not the priciest guy on the board. He's a, a bit bit down uh, he's the fourth overall so i will have some delaney walker and then earlier i did talk about in my stack evan ingram so i'm also going to have some evan ingram so and i'm pissed that i can't play gronk this week because i was actually going to join the fucking fiesta <laughs> play play on fanduel bro no I, I try and keep everything in one place because i can't be all over the place full ppr or gtf way too much for me <laughs> full ppr or gtfo pretty much when do we go to two point ppr that's what I want to know. Get out of here. I like, I like the point five. When do we go to tight end 1.5 PPR? No. That's the real woke take. Come on, tight and, ends. Are... And running backs 2 point PPR? No, stop. Running backs like 0. 0.75. <laughs> I, I actually dislike junk running backs racking up points, catching two yard passes. I think that's dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Uh, Yeah. Kerry Kittles is dead, so I'm interested in Garrett Selleck at 2,500. 2,500. It's ridiculous. You know how many cool things you can do with somebody with 2,500 on your team? Giants that- defense will not be showing up either. <laughs> like they're just going to be hanging out no, in New York. They'll be in Santa Monica. They're, they're, gonna, they're, they're gonna, you know what they're going to do? They're going to rent a boat again, yeah. and they're going to go out and they're going to hang out in the on the ocean. They're going to be in Malibu and at kickoff, and they're going to look around. They're be like, "Where's the team?" And they're like, "Oh, they're." They're up in Malibu. This is a West Coast vacation for them. Uh, so, yeah, 2,500. Uh, I mean, just just, just roster him, honestly. Do you know what you can do? If you stack C.J. Beathard with <laughs> Selleck and, like, Goodwin, you have a party with the rest of your team. Anybody you want. you're talking in shit to us about talking about Jay Stu. No, but you're that actually has upside to it. Beathard. No, C.J. Beathard is like the second worst quarterback in the league. That's yeah, okay. But he's out there. He throws as much as anybody. Exactly. And they're, as Brett noted earlier, highest pace in the league. 
So it doesn't even it's it's uh, situation neutral. They just go out there and run as many plays as possible. Uh, man. Other than that, at tight end, I mean Tyler Croft is interesting. I really that's another matchup where I just want to love Cincinnati. I don't think Tennessee is very good at football on the defensive side of the ball, like at all. So I mean I I'm, I don't hate a Dalton Green Croft triple stack. I don't hate it. Tell you what, that could win you a GPP. I I, I don't because hate I don't it. think a lot of people are going to be on that because Tennessee's. I'm telling you guys, Tennessee's bad at defense. They're not good at defending, and AJ Green's pissed. Dalton's not going to be clicked, and I think Tyler Croft is a fine player, and he's only thirty six hundred. So there, there. If you're not getting weird with Fitzpatrick and Godwin, I like that triple stack. All right, defense DP. You talked about the Bears. I feel like we've been a broken record touting the Bears all season, and they refuse to increase the price. If you are not clicking Chicago, where are you going? Uh, another team that I'm wondering what their price is, and that is the uh, Los Angeles Rams at 3600 I don't understand this price as well. Um, I mean, maybe I'm just insane. I have no idea. They're playing Houston. Uh, who you know the, the Rams are at home. They have a good defense. Uh, and Houston, I mean, has anyone did anyone watch that game last week, the game that we tried to get Houston to cover by 13 points with something Tom Savage playing quarterback? I mean, that team is really fucking bad. Um, and I feel like they're just, they're also in, you know, Maladin mode mode um, overall. So give me some Rams at 3,600. Um, did mention the Bears, like you said, that's going to be my top play of the week. And then I also like, if you're going to go further down in terms of salary, I don't like to pay up for defenses at all. I like the Bills at 2,400. Um, I mean, the Bills at home have been good. They've put up points uh, on the defensive side of the ball uh, on DraftKings. And it's a great spot to save some money and go against Drew Brees in the Saints offense, who has looked good this year. Yes, Rich, I know. But you're, on the road, you're, you're up Saints in Orchard bias. Park, your come Saints on, bias. I love it. Your Saints bias is killing me right now. So your Saints bias is killing me. I'm trying to balance this thing out. <laughs> killing Level me. is only $2,400. let us come on. That, that seems like a great price for a team that can make some plays on the defensive side of the ball. Brett, where are you at on defense? Yeah, I love the Bears. Uh, I will have a lot of the Bears. I don't know what DP is talking about with the price for the Rams. I mean, the cap on defense on DraftKings is usually four thousand for defense, so thirty six hundred seems pretty fair. But I thought I, it was forty five hundred. No. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm wrong. I thought it was forty five hundred. That's why I was thinking that both the Bears and the Rams should be forty five hundred. Yeah, the Rams for sure should be forty five hundred this week. I will have a lot of Rams. They're going to be popular against this horrific Texans offensive line and quarterback. So, yeah, they have the highest ceiling of the week for sure. Uh, if you're going to pay down, I kind of like the Colts. I For 2100 like Ben Roethlisberger on the road, I, I think that's fine. Could be four picks coming. It could yeah, just why not? Happen. I mean, they looked pretty good last week. I mean, yeah, they were facing Tom Savage, but Indy's, Indy's defensive line, they get to the quarterback. I think there are worse options than Indy this week if you want to punt. So didn't the they thing just lose is, someone on the defensive line though? Oh, did they? I yeah, I think their defensive tackle is out. Well, shit. All right, no Colts defense for me this week. Yeah, Henry Anderson, IR neck, the old IR neck. Not got not good. No, not good for old Henry. Poor Hank. The thing is, this week I think there's there's so much value, especially at tight end. I will not have to face that i think i can pay up at defense comfortably this week so that's probably what i'll be doing uh i'm interested in the jets a little bit 
2800 You got the keg on the other side. Keg trying to get a little revenge against Gangrene. Somehow, I don't know. I don't even know if this is possible. He might take more chances than usual, which he's already one of the biggest risk takers. I mean, he makes Brett Favre look like an absolute pansy at the quarterback position. And the Jets are eating right now on D. They're coming off extra rest. We could have that wind. So where you are not getting weird with the Fitzpowder keg, I think it's okay to to leverage those lineups with some Jets defense. Because Yeah, I like that. That's good. Is there anyone that, that relishes the opportunity as a backup quarterback more than Ryan Fitzpatrick? Oh, no. no. I mean I he, love him. He just he's like you could just see he's like a caged animal over there. As soon as they let him go, it's like here we go. There's gonna be a whole shit ton of things happening. They could be good, they could be bad, but for sure. There's gotta be go nuts. there's gotta be so many backups that are just so content holding a clipboard and getting them checks. But that's not the keg. Like, the keg wants to be out there. Like, no, he's going to be out there. He's going to be throwing head scratchers. He's going to be trying to sling it in there, like you said, just like Brett Favre. And he's also going to be doing that thing where he runs and dives headfirst into one, every safety and one, linebacker imaginable. 100%. Which is beyond no, me. No sliding. Fuck sliding. <laughs> sliding not allowed by Fitzpatrick. All Fitzpatrick has to do is just hang out, go in there and throw some passes and collect his millions. You know, he's had, what, a 14-year career now. But no, he's, he's in, you know, intent on getting a concussion every single week he gets in the he's game. Because he's a gamer, man. I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's the best. If People always talk about Jay Cutler not caring smoking a cigarette. Well, Fitzpatrick should be ripping like three heaters at a time while he's running at a safety headfirst. He does not give a single fuck. And he is certainly fun to watch. But take advantage of those head scratchers and get the Jets where you are not taking Fitzpatrick. All right, you can follow these guys on Twitter at Brett Colson, C-O-L-L-S-O-N, and at Donnie underscore Peters. I'm at Rich T. Ryan. Don't be afraid to tweet us any questions about your season-long daily fantasy, any kind of football ventures. We'll be sure to answer them. You can also follow the conglomerate at Gridiron Gamble and be sure to check out gridirongamble.com for the moose of the week and the upcoming four downs. We will be back tomorrow to set the super contest card. Yes, we are still doing that. We are. We'll see you then. Peace. Ow.